Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. We're excited to share that we have launched our second volume of Gapology Inspirations. This book continues the structure of providing 52 short lessons based on our blogs that share messages that bring Gapology to life. These are super short and easy to consume and share with your team. And the reason for the quantity of 52 is, of course, to provide one message each week of the year. Also, along with the launch of Volume 2 is a complete redesign and re-edit of the first volume. Head on over to Amazon.com to grab them or visit our website for more information. And tonight we're wrapping up our series on engagement by looking at how you can dramatically improve yours by focusing on building interdependent relationships within your overall organization and really break down any existing silos. So let's go ahead and get things rolling with Mark Tinas. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I've got a question, though. I got this message from you about some big, important holiday that was happening in Northern California. What, what's that all about? Well, it's one of the biggest holidays of the year. You don't know about it? What? How did I miss it? I don't know. You need to get in touch. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm out of touch for sure. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I went to Poodle Day in what? Carmel, California. Poodle Day? What do you mean? Oh, t- uh, picture a thousand poodles. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all, all groomed and, and dyed in whatever color they wanted. What? And, oh, my God. It was amazing. Uh- Oh my gosh! Car- Carmel's like, amazing. Like big poodles and with. little poodles, both, or just one, or mostly big poodles. Oh my god, those are funny. I think, <laughs> but um, amazing, <laughs> amazing dogs. I, I had no idea. Yeah, and uh, they love their photographs taken, and they're gentle, and mm-hmm. they're proud. And oh. uh, so, picture all the sidewalks filled with people and poodles. Yeah. <laughs> And then the beach. They did a beach run. Oh, wow. That is hilarious. I can just picture them with little skirts on or little crowns, like little princesses, just running up and down the beach. Yeah, so mark your calendar for next October. Okay. <laughs> is this just a one-day thing, or is it like a week-long event? I think it's a one-day thing in, in Carmel. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've got two uh, poodles in our neighborhood. I always think they're just so funny. And I I, I hear that they're like, one of the smartest dogs. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sure they would, I'm sure they were at, in Carmel. So mm-hmm. if you noticed they were gone for a couple of days, they were out there for poodle day. Oh yeah, that that's true. I haven't seen them for a while here. <laughs> well, you definitely deserve some fun in the sun chasing poodles around. That's good. And it, it worked out perfect because the weather was perfect. So picture being at the ocean on the beach, full sunshine and only 72 degrees. Nice. So it was wow. nice. Yeah. Well, between that and the launch of our newest volume of Gapology Inspirations last week, uh, we have a lot to celebrate. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. It's a volume two of Gapology Inspirations and where we continue the uh, the process of sharing 52 you know, inspirational short stories, things that, that uh, readers can quickly absorb and share with their teams and all that. So 
uh, it's, it's fun to put together and um, I redesigned the first volume as well. So they look cohesive, like a little set. So uh, for anybody that's listening, if you haven't seen that, head on over to our website and you can check those out. Well, these blogs you write really bring Gapology to life. They make it, they make it real. They give real life examples of, of the principles of Gapology. Right. And we tie them to this podcast. So um, everything uh, for really the last probably year and a half, uh, we've tried to tie to the message that we share on the podcast. Um, so, so that way we have really one cohesive message each week uh, for people to, to learn, absorb, and, you know, put into practice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And you too. And tonight's topic I think is super interesting. I was thinking about how, devastating silos can be to the engagement culture in organizations that leaders try to create. And I thought we could spend a little bit of time talking about the interdependence ladder and, and, you know, talk about how we can create interdependent relationships to try to minimize these silos and impact performance. What do you think? Yeah, it's a significant topic in uh, Gapology. So I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, sounds great. You want me to walk through the the ladder? Yeah, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we uh, walk through the ladder first for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast on interdependence. Uh, we can do that, and then we can talk about some tips that kind of help pull people closer together, I would say. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Okay. So we, we touch on levels of dependence in Gapology. Uh, I don't have the page number handy, but uh, it is a it is a significant thing for leaders to know and understand, especially if you manage multiple work groups that work differently. So um, we've found that every individual and potentially teams fall into three different levels. And the first is dependent. So a dependent group or a dependent individual is someone that needs direction, always needs direction, constant direction, et cetera, to get their work done. And that can be very taxing for a leader. There are levels uh, that require that. So it, it may be a necessity in, in your organization, but that is the lowest level on the dependence ladder. And that is, that is dependence. And that's again, those that need direction to do their job. The next level up is independent and independent is something that leaders often look at and say, wow, we've made it. Everyone's doing their work on their own. It's great. (laughs) Uh, This is fantastic. Well, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's the middle middle rung there. So independence uh, sort of excludes collaboration and partnership and teamwork. And there's a lot of things that are missing there. So independence has its drawbacks. That individual might get their work done and might do it effectively. But do they improve the working of the entire team? Do they collaborate? Do they teach? Do they mentor? Do they do all the other things that that make a team great? So the highest level uh, after you've moved from dependence to independence is interdependence. And interdependence is really teamwork. It's a group of people that work together that are dependent upon each other, but 
collaborate and work together as a team. And often if you're, you're trying to achieve significant results, interdependence is, is the highest level. And interdependence has been compromised significantly in the work from home environment. So the teams that used to get together and collaborate haven't been able to because collaboration over a Zoom call is not the same as face-to-face. Uh, wh- what do you think about the levels and anything I've said there? Yeah, a couple of key things. You know, I love how you said that that dependent level is very taxing for the leader. Um, I think it's incredibly taxing on the leader. And, and along with that, I think, is that it can be a drag for any supporting person or or team that that person might reach out to. I guess with their new, we almost expect it, but as they're starting to grow, if they continue to live in that dependent stage, that can really be a drag on the overall team. And it's just hard to really develop momentum and, and you know get things rolling. And I think with that independent stage, uh, there's also, I mean, there are those massive big limits there as well, because you're you're really only drawing on the individual talents, creativity, this the the individual skills. So, you know, by by moving to that next level, um, I think you can do much, much better. That interdependent levels really where knowledge, empathy, collaboration, um, engagement. engagement. Yeah, all that stuff flows naturally. Um, so I think that is key to get to that level. Yeah. So engagement happens yeah. at the interdependent level. It, um, it, it really heightens it rather dramatically. And this series in the podcast is about how to create engagement. And really what we're talking about tonight then is how to achieve interdependence within the team in order to drive engagement. Mm-hmm. When you look at, when you, and here's how it drives engagement. When you look at interdependence, the team is uh, stronger because they do work together. They are learning from each other, which is quite interesting. So you've got a team of people working together. If there are weaknesses within the group, they're often overcome by the team. They actually teach each other, and and that can be significant. So there's significant learning. There then is this phenomenon called sharing, which used to be (laughs) real common. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you share things with the team you work with, and, and, and it it, it's significant. And today it's often called collaboration and collaboration creates innovation. So when the team works together and collaborates, innovation sort of naturally happens. And in that engagement soars. So a team that's interdependent wants to work together. They like to work together. And uh, that is that is the engagement piece. And the collaboration tends to work because that team will develop methods and processes that you wouldn't find otherwise. You won't come up with them. So the whole innovation piece just explodes. So the work from home environment has hurt that. So if you know the days that the team is coming back and they're all going to work together on Wednesday, okay. Make sure that you're planning things around that to drive collaboration, which will drive uh, the engagement level. Yeah, I think you hit on a key piece there that as the leader, it's really our role, our responsibility to create opportunities for interdependency. Um, You know, have some sort of plan, some sort of process 
in place that stimulates that interdependence. I, I don't think you can just let it happen. I'm not sure it's always going to be a natural thing. Uh, you know, especially the larger uh, your organization gets, as you scale, it's going to get tougher and tougher to be able to really do that. I've heard some leaders recently perplexed by the lack of collaboration. And when we explored the reasons, we found that they really hadn't taken into account the work from home environment mm-hmm. that, that that was created. And they hadn't come up with any workarounds to create collaboration. Collaboration doesn't happen from a distance in general. I'm sure it can, but in general, it does not. And the work from home environment um, can often be a deterrent to collaboration. So if you can create that once a week collaborative meeting, you need to do it. Once a month collaborative meeting, I don't know your business, it, it will vary. But when you, when you create the environment where that happens, you're going to see significant uh, heightened levels of engagement through this interdependence that we're describing, which is, you know, an outcome. One of the outcomes is, is this collaboration. And in, in collaboration, understand that innovation and the, the forward movement of your organization happens. And that needs to happen. So think it through, develop it, create a rhythm and a structure that enhances that and schedule things that, uh, you know, that, that bring it to life. Yeah. I I think you hit on a key word there is that rhythm. You know, we talk a lot about leadership rhythm. I think as a leader, uh, you really have to intentionally look at what is the process going to be? I think with Gapology, we can, you know, we we have an outline, we have a structure that we've laid out in Gapology um, that can help provide some tips, I think, that do pull people closer together. Um, do you want to walk through that, Mark? Yeah, let's let's start talking about that. So Gapology, uh, as you all know, is the closing of the knowledge gap, the importance gap, and the action gap in that sequential order. And as a leader, you own that. And you can create an environment and a rhythm that does that. And when you close the knowledge, importance, and action gaps, you create performance at a totally different level. And, and they are sequential. So the knowledge gap comes first. So let's let's just talk about that. So the knowledge gap in this uh, environment that we've talked about with interdependence is somewhat naturally closed. So when a group of people are working together, they often create a cross-training environment that wouldn't be there otherwise. They, they literally will train their peers through observation or through on-purpose efforts to show them how to do something. But that really closes the knowledge gap. It begins to close that. And there are things within that that work. So shadowing someone in your role who is a mentor who does the role well creates an incredible knowledge gap closing you know impetus when you when you're working with someone who already is doing your role better and is you know excellent at it that helps you become excellent so create that environment shadowing is a big deal in terms of closing the knowledge gap it helps you see it 
when that individual is allowed to just observe the behavior of someone else who's who's doing their role, amazing learning comes from that. So again, leverage this return to work environment, which has come back a little bit. And the days that you do have where the team can be together and make it collaborative, make it interdependent and use it to close knowledge gaps. It really can close knowledge gaps if you as the leader create that environment. Does that make sense, Brian? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that cross-training experience, either within your own uh, work group, could even be within other work groups as well, If depending on the, the size of your organization and so forth, of course. But I think that creates that engagement for the overall organization and for the purpose that you're going after, the objectives you're going after, I think just, you know, the knowledge gaps are closed around understanding how other departments, other people contribute to that overall purpose and objectives that you're going after. I think it's just a wonderful, huge opportunity to be able to really create engagement overall. Yeah. So foster that. Mm -hmm. Think about it. It doesn't happen naturally on Zoom. Right. It it, it happens. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it's it tough. happens much more in person. Mm-hmm. So when you have those opportunities, depending on the level of those opportunities in your organization, leverage it because it works. And again, the knowledge gap can be closed. We've seen examples of where when people work together, they just close each other's gaps. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian, let me show you how to do that. I notice you're struggling with that. L- let me walk you through it. Um, that just happens naturally. It's somewhat human nature, but it's also an example of a team that is focused on achieving great things because you as a leader have inspired them and you've set expectations, et cetera, and they want to achieve great things. So I'm working next to Brian and Brian sees that I'm deficient in a given area and he closes the gap for me. He does it. Yeah. It happens. That's an interdependent environment. It's pretty amazing. And again, we've lost some of that with the remote work piece. So if you as a leader are not aware of that or not on purpose about closing it, it's going to stay there. And performance is not going to be as high as it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it, it doesn't have to be a formal thing. I mean, it can be. And I think, again, depending on the size of your organization, but it can be just simple things. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it, it needs to be on purpose. If the leader is intentional and and plans it out, they can create something much greater than what would happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Operating in silos is extremely limiting. And as you scale in size, those silos don't go away. They actually get larger. And and the impact of those things gets more pronounced. So so I would say, you know, take advantage of um, you know, learning this now. Uh, while your organization is small, if it's small, um, if you're a larger organization, take advantage of this lesson to you know take a step back, build it into your leadership rhythm, and take action on this. Perfect. Let's move on to the importance gap. Okay. So the importance gap is natural for interdependence. So if you as a leader are clear with the group, the team, on their purpose, on the expectations that measure that, on the behaviors that equal those expectations, 
and then create a recognition environment and a rhythm around that, you can really drive things to an incredible level. Uh, I said a lot right there, so you need to think about those things. Let me go back through them again. So the importance gap is closed and the interdependent environment is created and engagement soars when you're clear as a leader on the purpose, on the measures of that, the expectations, what those metrics are, on the behaviors that equal those metrics, and then create recognition around that and a rhythm around that, that recognition, that closes the importance gap. Everyone is crystal clear on what's important. They're also crystal clear that if someone working with them has a gap uh, in knowledge on anything, they can run over there and teach them how to do it. And their performance is enhanced uh, because the whole team's performance is enhanced. So this interdependent model really comes together under the importance gap. Once you get the knowledge gap closed and the importance gap starts to close, uh, performance soars. If you're not seeing performance soar, you haven't closed those two gaps. You got to look at those things. But th this is real, really where interdependence really comes together. Everyone is clear on what matters and therefore the importance gap is closed. The key thing that I took away from that, that you shared, is picture a team where everyone understands the importance of being aligned to your purpose and is aware of the contributions that each role gives toward that purpose. Where you look over to, the, to your partner and you're seeing that, you know, they're struggling with something and you know enough to, to be able to jump in and, and, you know, encourage them or give them some advice or something. Um, I mean, that's engagement. That's interdependence. Yeah, absolutely. So, and the importance gap, again, can be compromised by remote work mm -hmm. unless you're crystal clear and figure out how to overcome it. So as a leader, you have to create an environment where the knowledge gap is closed and the importance gap is closed. Yep. Cool. And then that the action gap? Yeah, that leads us to the to the action gap. So the action gap is about accountability. So the leader needs to ensure that the metrics delivered by the team are published. We know who's performing, who's not. Since the metrics are behavioral, which is critical, we would know that the behaviors are in place here, not in place there. All of that needs to be clear. All of this drives engagement because it becomes crystal clear as to who's performing, who's not, and what the behaviors are that equal that performance. So the action gap gets closed here when the leader again publishes, talks about, has the recognition pieces in place, creates an accountability. Well, one thing we found in the interdependent world, by the way, Brian, that we didn't bring up, is that when there's an underperformer on the team, often the team will be offended by that and will often not want them on the team. The leader needs to be aware of that. Yep. If, if there's an individual on the team that is bringing down the performance of the total, it's affecting the entire group. Weak leaders leave 
underperformers on the team. And that hurts top performers. Top performers don't like to work with underperformers. They like to work with top performers. So there has to be this accountability driven by you, the leader. And when you do that, again, you're going to create a strong, strong interdependent team, high levels of engagement, and the results are going to be, you know, significant and off the charts. It all, it all adds up. So gapology is quite simply the sequential closing of the knowledge gap, the importance gap, and the action gap, and all of that creates, you know, engagement. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, celebrating those who achieve a high level of engagement and build lasting relationships that impact the overall business, I think that starts to create that culture then that starts to become self-sustaining. Like you said, the winning performers want to work with winning performers. So, you know, with celebrating that, the successes and the high level engagement and, you know, all the big wins that happens through interdependence, I think that's a great way to keep that culture growing and flowing. Yeah, I think I like what you said there. So interdependence done well in and of itself is Mm self-sustaining. Yep. That's significant. And uh, again, when the results are clear, the expectations are clear, and there's measures of the performance of the team, it really just, it just, you know, it ignites that uh, to a level that can't be done in any other way. So if you're in a in a significantly remote environment where people are not coming to work, you've got to make sure that the results and the expectations are both crystal clear and that they're published in a rhythmic fashion. It affects people's behavior if they know that every Monday the results will be published and their name's going to be next to a number, that, that affects them. So in a remote environment, you have to be even better than, than you would have if you were together. And you have to be more frequent on your rhythm so that you can really, really move it. So think about that. Look at uh, you know all the different aspects of, of your business. But at the end of the day, interdependence is significant. It drives engagement and closing the knowledge, importance, and action gaps all drive engagement and they drive performance and expectations. We learned the knowledge, importance, and action gap closure from top performers. That's where it came from. That's where we discovered it. They were all over it and it worked. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And I I would say just as my last comment is, you know, start simply. Um, You don't need to take on everything at once. Test out methods. Uh, that you think could work, um, you know, see what works for your organization, what does and doesn't work. Um, and then you can start building those uh, strategies, the ones that work into your leadership rhythm, your organization's processes. So start slowly, uh, measure it, test it and see what works and and keep doing those things and you'll win. So how do they get a hold of us, Brian, if they have any questions? Yeah, so uh, contact at gapology.org is our email. Feel free to shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we are available on just about every social media. LinkedIn is really the best way, I think, between Mark and I uh, to be able to get a hold of us. Um, But we're on everything else as well. So, Um, But shoot us an email at contact at gapology.org, and we'll be able to reply directly back. And we're, you know, we'll... We'll talk to you and 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 walk you through you know our thoughts. So feel free to reach out. It's uh, it's something that we do. 
we find great uh, joy in it. We've had such success we we would have never imagined uh, Fortune 25 companies, you know, lining up to, you know, execute the stuff that we're talking about. So mm-hmm. we uh, we like this, and it's it's what we do, and uh, we would we would love to talk to you. The other amazing thing for any of you that are newer is that we have found that Gapology absolutely works in every environment we have ever tried it in. Safe to say, Brian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anytime you have a leader and you have followers, uh, you know, it, it works. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a proven method. Yep. And, uh, the other thing that's great for us, we were talking about the other day is the people we have associated with and the clients we have had, the relationship never ends. It goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and the need for gapology really never ends. So uh, feel free to reach out. We'd we'd love to talk to you and hear about you know what you're focused on. And uh, we haven't found an industry yet where it doesn't work. So yep, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's good, Mark. Thanks, Brian. All right. And congratulations again on the new edition. Pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah, definitely Every, excited about that. So. Everybody get a copy. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, great. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology or Gapology Inspirations Volumes 1 or 2, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.